Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. So last episode, things are getting exciting. We are starting to finally hear about the war that is upon the country of Cambodia. There are Vietnamese who are in the country and are invading, and this allows Robert the opportunity to finally figure out a way to escape. So last episode, he had walked all the way to the Thai border, and now he is here. He is in a city called Nimit. And in this city, there seems to be thousands and thousands of other survivors who had left their own individual camps, who have been able to survive, and are now trying to all cross the border and get out of the country. Let's see what happens next. So when I got to that city, so I saw the uh, one family, their dad's best friend. That family lived in the mid for a long time. So after the war break, and then he he got there first because he he had a home there. Mm. So then I lived with him for about two two weeks. About about a week or two, with dad's best friend, family. This is in the mid. This is different from Tom. This is different. Oh, I yeah, I forgot about Tom. Yeah. Okay, so who is Tom exactly? Tom is a family friend of Robert's, of my family's, and he's actually going to become a pretty prominent figure in the future. Uh, we met Tom on uh, on a way. Uh, the third day that we walked to close to the mid, I saw Tom. So I said, "Oh, I say, where's your family?" Tom asked. I said, "No, I just left the camp." I said, "How about you?" He said, "I left the camp too, so just by himself." I said, "Yeah, we cannot go and go um, uh, to." Uh, to, to, to Thailand. So by the time we walked close to Namit, Tom found his family. Whole family? Uh, not whole family. I think found his uh, uh, brother. So he went to, you know, stay with his brother. He asked me, he said, hey, you want to come with me here? I said, no, I'm going to go and looking for my family. Because it's thousands of people in Namit. There could be a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I found uh, dad's best friend. And then I'm by myself. I have no food and all that. That best friend offered me and said, hey, why don't you come in here and live with me? Uh, you know, so we can, uh, he have plenty of food. He have plenty of rice. Because he has a house, as you said there. Right, so. right. Yeah. Well, the house is already. You know that was that was before the Khmer took over. But I think you know he he left that house, and then you know now when the uh, the Vietnamese took over, so he he just went back to mm-hmm. his uh, old house. But then he know a lot of places, you know, and then uh, he got plenty of rice. I know I don't know where he got that right, but you know we eat rice, eat good food. So I stay with with him. Uh, was planning to escape. Now we stop. We were so scared. We said, the sooner we can get out, it's the better because we don't know what's going to happen. 
again. We're scared. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go back to go backwards. Backward. And how long have you been staying in Nyamet? Stay in that city for about two weeks. And this entire journey has been how long ever since you left the camp? Now, I think, you know, uh, probably one month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, total. Right, total. Yeah. Uh, uh, but since I left camp to Named, it's only one week. So were people taking risks at this point? Just like, oh, Vietnamese are telling us that we shouldn't go because they're fighting, but... We Vietnamese, go anyway. no, Vietnamese didn't tell you anything. Okay. Where will you want to go? Okay. The only thing Vietnamese that in Cambodian, it just tried to fight with the Khmer Rouge. Mm-hmm. And, and they know, they know, they don't have even question uh, or suspicious as a Khmer Rouge spy or anything. No. Because everyone, they just want to kill Camaros. I mean, the whole, every single one. Right. Okay. So they know it. They know. At night, I think, you know, almost every night, they bomb. I think one night, I remember very clear, the Camaro, uh, uh used the, uh, uh, I don't know what kind of gun, you know, that, you know, and, and plowing it, you know, to the city. Machine get, gun? It's not a, it, a, a machine gun too, but I think this one here, you just, uh, uh, you can carry, and then you get close to the town, you can carry, and then you plow the, uh, you know. So uh, they know the Vietnamese soldier, but I think we live with the Vietnamese soldier. Where were the Vietnamese soldier, we getting close to them because, you know, that we feel like we safe. safe. So one night, uh, this guy, uh, mom's cousin, mom's cousin, he was way mama's mama, cousin. mama, mama's, mama's cousin. cousin, mama's cousin. Then he married, he had uh, one daughter, very young. And then I think, you know, when the, when the Camaros at night, they always fight with Vietnamese soldiers at nighttime. So around, I believe it's nine o'clock at night. Oh, they really want to take over that city. They really fought so hard, the Camaros. And then they did. They really invasion that city. You know how many people that got killed? That's include cut. Um, Mama's cousin, why, and hit the uh, uh, one bullet that's right here on the head. It's in front of me because we under the uh, we went under the uh, house in Cambodian. It's above ground, right? And then you just slip, you know, uh, 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 it's just above ground, right? It's like in this hut thing. Hut thing. Well, yeah, yeah. So when the when we hear the guns uh, sound, so we went down and then stay. Is there like an underground? Uh, no, no, it's no not underground. Really. No, no, we just Underneath hide. Underneath, hiding under the hide. Yeah, right. So he got, and then uh, his wife got killed instantly, and uh, because the 
at night you can see the bullet flying all over. And then I didn't I didn't know the Vietnamese did it purposely or what because they were very strong, you know. At night uh, during the day we saw a lot of soldiers, but at night we didn't know they pull out. They only it did pull out that night. The Vietnamese. Yeah, they did pull out, and we didn't know. That's why uh, they, they left maybe like very few soldiers. But the soldier, when the Khmer Rouge fight so hard and just like hundreds of hundreds of soldiers and then just took over the... Uh, took over their city. You know what they did? They killed everyone. They killed every single one. That night, oh my God. So we were, I would run like crazy by myself and just back, backward. Yeah. Run backward. So we, everybody run. What about Mama's cousin? Uh, he ran too. We, we, we just, he just no way to wait. We just run. I just run so fast and backward and then uh, run and dig down, you know, and, you know, hide. And then I was able to hide under one of the house and then under there is a sewer, sewer line, you know, yeah. and so dirty and smelly. all that smelly. I just hide there. And then I, Heard the uh, the Khmer uh talking and take away the. They said, "Kill them all! Kill, kill!" You know. Then they start shooting and kill every everyone, not the Vietnamese soldier. The Vietnamese soldier didn't get killed that night because there's only a few of the Vietnamese soldier. Uh, so they they have car. They ran. They drove. You know, to uh, to Cisapon. And then, you know, like so leaving, now, leaving all the people. Yes. Leaving I, all the people there. They don't even back up. They don't even fight hard. They just let the Khmeru kill their own people, their own, uh, the, the, I mean, the, uh, yeah. the citizen. Oh, man. Cow. They have killed cow, cows, die the next day, bloody and all that. Oh, my. How many people do you think killed? <sighs> They just went for about a few hours, I believe, you know, and took over like a few hours and keep going in, shoot, 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 maybe by two o'clock in the morning, they back up, the Khmer Rouge. Uh, maybe they was afraid that Vietnamese is, you know. Going to come back? Going to come back? Or what? I don't know. They just kill all the, whatever they can kill, they can shoot, shoot, and then about, you know. By two o'clock in the morning, they back up. Now the next morning, I didn't. You know, we 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 a lot of people. You know, back you know, people that able to get out, got out. Now we back to almost square one. We we back like close to uh, to Cisapon mm-hmm. from that city, and then. By in the morning, so now the Vietnamese soldier went back to their city. 
But we, we went back. He yeah. he yeah. Then but you know the problem here now we scare. What happened if we went back to that city and then the Vietnamese, uh, you know, at night disappeared again. Disappear again and then we give him let these uh, Khmer's uh, Khmer rule killing you know like a uh, killing spree. So now people scare. So I'm I'm not going back to that city. So I'm back up. Was anybody with you, or you really no. were by yourself? No. Now we we separated again. Tom is this is somewhere. Maybe yeah. got killed, and you know we all <laughs> all spread out Just wherever you can find a, a yeah a hiding spot and try to save yeah. yourself. Right. Anybody else was in that sewer with you? No, just myself, just myself, and then That's uh, pretty smart. That's a pretty smart hiding spot. I don't think it's smart. You just just like a rat, you know, because <laughs> where where you can find the spot, you just stay there. You was lucky. It's not smart. I don't think you know. You just you just lucky. I mean, you know, when you live in Cambodia and that situation, and plus, you know, your decision is it's just based on luck. Wow. I mean, can you imagine running in the middle of a massacre and then crouching down? I can just imagine Robert crouching down in the sewer by himself because it was the only safe place that he can find. And then on top of that, having to listen to the Khmer Rouge talk about killing everybody right above you. I mean, I totally felt like I was in his shoes when he was describing this. It's it's crazy to me when you think about the p- things that people have lived through in their lives and like listening to this I mean, many times throughout this this podcast really, but this was another one of those episodes that you just like I'm looking at my dad and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that you actually lived through that." And like watching a relative right in front of you get shot through the head and die instantly. Um these are these are some of the things that I just feel like like, "Oh my gosh, it's so traumatic. So so traumatic." Um this massacre at Namit is something that I don't think you can find online. I don't think you can find in history books. These are these are small but very, very real battles that has happened throughout this story, throughout this um, this escape of of many people, I'm sure have lived through or were lucky enough to live through. <laughs> 